boom, and we're doing this in three, two, one. It's May 4th, 2020, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in to another episode of Kicking It with the King. Very special live edition of the show. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank appreciate you guys for, for joining us. It's good to be back. We're here live, not currently at home. I know quarantine life should be away from the public. We should be quarantining at home. But ladies and gentlemen, there's there's some things people gotta take care of and there's things that we've gotta do and in, in that asset in that form. So unfortunately you can't actually quarantine. But um, we are quarantining right now. It's pretty, uh, well, not, we're not quarantining. We're actually not even, like I said, I'm not even at home. I'm actually uh, waiting to get picked up as we speak. So as I'm waiting for my lift, um, which won't be here for very long. I mean, it's not going to be here for a little bit of time. So we got a long time. We got a good time before for the podcast and stuff. So don't worry. Um, I don't know if you guys heard the other episode. And I was just actually thinking about it. It's so funny that I go back and rewatch the episode, or re-listen to, excuse me, can't watch it, there's no video edition, at least not for that one, you hear the beautiful wind in the background too, but, um, so, like I said, I was saying, it got cut short, I didn't actually have a proper send-off in that part, like, of that show, of the show, like, it wasn't, like, a proper send-off, as in, like, we didn't even end the show, we started the show, but we didn't end the show. That's the thing. That's that's a that's the funny part. So it was like a total awesomeness all the way up until the end. It was like 28 minutes long or something, some shit like that. But uh, it was pretty interesting. It was pretty interesting. It was pretty uh, entertaining. I mean, I, I liked it. Like I said, I thought it was pretty fun. Um, like I said, as a as we said, um, nothing really has changed in the past couple days, except, ladies and gentlemen, it is fight week. You'll see 249 goes down from Jacksonville, Florida, out of all places. What did, did, what, what did you guys think it was going to land or end up? I didn't know if it was going to return. I didn't know what was going to go on for, the, for, a, very, uh, for a, a short period of time. But like I said, Florida is going to turn into the mecca of all sports, <laughs> as in dinging what's essential and stuff. WWE's labeled essential there. UFC is labeled essential there as well. At the end of it, we get, uh, it feels so crazy, man. I'm, I'm a little bit uh, ecstatic here on this of the show today. Uh, we got a limited time, but we're gonna, we, we're gonna have two parts of this pod, podcast very likely. Um, not this, this, I mean, we'll have another completely other show later on today. As well, we tried to get some guests on the other day. It didn't materialize. I think it's because scheduling conflicts and stuff usually seems to be the case for most people. Um, but yeah, we got a lot to talk about, man. A lot of a lot of breakdowns. It's good to be back, man. Welcome back. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. It's fight week, Jacksonville, Florida. UFC returns, baby. We, we, we finally get to talk about a, a great podcast, man. Like mean, we're not talking about Drake's baby mama again. Like we were last time. Oh my God, man! I can't believe it. How times had changed. As I told my brother yesterday, I was like, "Dude, I was like, I'm talking about Drake's fucking baby mama, man. I know times have seriously changed, and um, you know, <laughs> like, um, what is it? Like, 
you know, you got to find some other things to talk about. We got a lot of fucking fights to talk about, though. So, uh, like I said, uh, first things first. As always, as a matter of for home or not, we're available everywhere. You get your shows, ladies and gentlemen. Subscribe to our podcast. We're available on iTunes. We're available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, everywhere. And everywhere you get your shows, ladies and gentlemen. Our, our podcast is available everywhere. Stitcher as well. Um, leave us a five-star rating, review, like, share, rate, review. Appreciate all the feedback. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the support. Appreciate the people that say I look high or sound high and stuff. A couple of people have uh, actually uh, insinuated and assumed that I was under the influence of marijuana during uh, during that kind of uh, during the during specific shows. But that's not the case, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are. Anyways, like I said, let's let without further ado, this is fucking awesome. UFC 249 right around the corner. Um, headlined by Tony Ferguson taking on Justin Gaethje for the interim UFC lightweight title. The winner will face Khabib down. Uh, winner will face Khabib later on this year for the the for the title. Um, Excuse me, I was getting a drink of uh, some flavored water. I'm actually by uh, Target, if you guys didn't know. So I had quickly went into, uh, I had to go into the office to fill out some paperwork and stuff. No, uh, don't worry, we don't don't ask what it's about, just business stuff. Okay, so I go in there, right? I just went to Target and got some uh, cherry limeade. You guys, um, you guys have been to Walmart, I'm pretty damn sure. If you guys haven't been to Walmart, I, I don't ever want to hear from you ever again. But, you know, they have uh, those 75 cent, 60 cent, I don't know how much they are now since the coronavirus and has time, how times have uh, kind of like, you know, changed. It's been a while since I actually went in into, uh, well, to get these specific drinks, but they're uh, the flavored waters, the fizzy ones. They're pretty fucking good. Let me, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. They're pretty motherfucking good. That's for damn sure. I, I, I enjoy them. So that's what I was taking the time to sip on. I don't know why the fuck I took the time to fucking tell you guys that shit. But anyways, like I said, at the top of it, we got Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz. I never thought I'd be saying that. I'm not saying that Dom isn't worthy of a title shot. We just haven't seen him fight in a long time, and hasn't, we haven't seen him in fact since he lost to Cody Garbrandt when he lost this title. So it was pretty insane, pretty crazy. I mean, it feels like forever since we've got the Dominator back. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it seems unreal. Not only. Is it fight week? Not only is it the return of the UFC. Not only is uh, not only is uh, what is it? Is the UFC the first major sporting event to fight the pandemic? And obviously, you know, we're having live sports, man. There's no basketball. There's no football. There's no boxing. There's nothing right now. There's nothing going on. Maybe in other countries in Russia, probably. And shit like that, but uh, other than that, <laughs> no. Worldwide leader in all sports is uh, will be live this weekend. Um, really excited. Like I said, um, not only do we have uh, Dominic Cruz versus Henry Cejudo, and uh, headline, and we have the headliner between Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje. Um, we originally supposed to have Khabib, but you know Khabib obviously quarantined in Russia and all that, so it's all good here. Um, let me see. L- let's preview. Let's break down the card. Let's look at it. 
let's check out the um the breakdown from top to bottom so we can educate and inform and entertain ladies and gentlemen um all right all right all right all right all right i'm scrolling up through my feed to look for those pictures okay all right all right, all right. here we go so ufc 249 headline like i said as previously said stated Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, interim UFC lightweight title. Um, Henry Cejudo, Dominic Cruz, co-main event for the title at 135 pounds. Uh, Francis Ngannou versus Jarzinho Rosenstrike um, is a heavyweight. Uh, obviously, you know, the, the last fight before the title, um, the title fight start. Um, Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Cater. Greg Hardy versus Jorgen DiCastro. And the prelims headlined by uh, Cowboy Cerrone fighting um, Anthony Pettis in a rematch. So that's going to be good. Um, Alexi Olenek uh, fights the returning former UFC heavyweight champion Fabricio Verdum in another heavyweight fight, which is you know, pretty exciting, pretty awesome, man. Pretty, uh, you know, it's good to have Verdum back. You know, it's been a minute since we've seen Verdum. Um, on top of that, we have Carla Esparza versus Michelle Watterson and uh, Uriah Hall versus Jacare Souza. So that should be an interesting fight, and um, I'm excited for that one. So, like I said, we got we got a lot of we got a lot of UFC. I mean, uh, feels a little unreal. Uh, feels unreal having it back and stuff like that. I mean. I mean, for like the longest time, I, I, I think a lot of people are just wondering, is the UFC ever gonna return? I mean, not really. I'm not really. That's a little dramatic, but I mean, like, people are just, you know, like obviously we're going through the pandemic and, and dealing with all this stressful shit in general. So, I mean. A lot of people, honestly, um, just, you know, are obviously aren't in the, the best of spaces and stuff. And, and people need, uh, people need, um, what is it? Like, uh, you know, a sense, a sense of, I can't think of the word, man. I'm losing my train of thought. Um, people need a sense of... You know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, they, they, they need to be satisfied. They, people need to have something to look forward to. Have something to somewhat brighten their day up. You know what I mean? Like, brighten their day up as in, like, getting fights back. That's important. I mean, for a lot of people. I mean, I know there's a lot of fight fans, a lot of podcasts, a lot of people out there that obviously enjoy the sport and shit like that. So, uh you know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's crazy to have the sport come back under these circumstances, but, you know, I'm also thankful that we do get it back, and I know a lot of people are criticizing the UFC, criticizing Dana White, <laughs> it's pretty well documented, folks, people are real, uh, sensitive about this, uh, UFC coming back and stuff. Mm. And honestly, I know, I understand why. And, um, 
Like, I, I understand why, and obviously safety concerns, selfishly, we're, we, I mean, we are in a pandemic, it is COVID-19, I mean, 90% of the world's shut down right now, I mean, all the, all the non-essential storage, which is crazy, because who gets to deem what, whether your shit's essential or not, just fun little fact on the side, um, and, um, you know, like I said, I mean, it's dangerous, it's very dangerous to uh, obviously have a live event go on. Obviously, there's no fans in attendance. There will be no fans. Um, obviously, I think I've heard that there will be separated. A lot of the fighters, you know, in the fighter rooms, you know, the corners and everything, everyone will be separated. I think they're going to be doing testing too. So it's going to be under the safe, most safety procedure, the most safety procedures, I think. And... Um, I know the UFC is um, obviously very smart and, you know, the health and safety of the fighters is uttermost, the most important aspect of this. So um, I know that obviously they've implemented as much as they probably possibly can when it comes to health for the fighters and stuff, even though with COVID. So, like I said, I I don't know what I would do, hence if I was in that kind of position when it comes to whether or not I have the opportunity to have my live events happen or any of the live shows and shit like that. I think, uh, I think obviously it's very risky, like I said. Mm. It's risky. This is going to sound good. Well, this is, this is the quote of the day, ladies and gentlemen. It's risky, but it's not unattainable. unattainable. And I'm going to sit down on this grass. It's a little bit more peaceful than a sitting on a fucking sidewalk where people walk obviously no shit no pun intended I meant where people just fucking <sighs> sorry I was like a bug on my fucking arm but yeah like I said so it's good we, ha- we got it back we got uh, we got some good fights obviously um, top of the line <laughs> top of the line card a real stacked card from top to bottom I mean not this isn't the only event coming up. I mean, there's a couple of other great events coming too, and and shit like that. So um, that will be fantastic. Um, no word on. I mean, I don't know necessarily. I can't, I can't necessarily think at the top of my head which fights were which added that weren't on this card, or whether what other cards we have coming up. I and mean, we got a lot of cards. There's a lot of shit coming up, man. So. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's real interesting and, and it's exciting. The UFC's back, and you know we can get back into fight breakdowns. Um, so, without further ado, we can start off with the main event. Why don't we start off with the main event? Because we're 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 top tier podcast. We talk about everything. We talk about the most important parts. We talk about the top parts. We talk about the exciting shit that everyone wants to hear from top to bottom. Okay, so we start off with the main event. Okay, we got a great main event between uh, Justin Gaethje and uh, Donald, uh, Donald Trump, excuse me, um, Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson's on the, the incredible win streak. Um, we got Justin Gaethje, who's also you know, on a win streak as well. You know, He's finished uh, you know, a lot of, all, all of his fights, I think, in the UFC. If I'm not mistaken, make no mistake. Uh, uh, hopefully, I don't butcher this, but you know, a lot of those have ended in a in a knockout. If I'm not mistaken, and, um, 
So like you know, he's a, he's all game. He's chaos. He's a finisher. He he's a you know obviously a you know very very fantastic. Very um, why am I losing my train of thought right now? I'm losing my train of thought, ladies and gentlemen. There's a million things on my mind. That's why I'm just kidding. Um, so like I said, um. You know, Justin Gaethje's all action comes forward. You know, does not give a fuck. Nasty kicks, great granite chin. Hits real fucking hard, real fast. Um, like I said, he has a great chin and stuff like that. And I, I think that he can pose a lot of problems for for a Tony Ferguson-like character. I mean, Tony Ferguson, like I said. I mean, I was watching some of his fights the other day. I mean, he sticks his head out in the air a lot, if I'm not you know, I'm not saying that's a flaw. I'm not sitting here um, going to pick Justin Gaethje just off that one thing. I'm just saying Tony Ferguson's a unique kind of guy, man. Like, uh, that guy does not stop. He comes forward. He moves. He does not give a fuck. Uh, he walks you down. He kind of uh, zaps your energy, if you will, and you know, kind of makes you work a lot harder and or can um, really you know, take a lot out of you, honestly drain you drain your um can drain your obviously your your, your gas tank you can submit you it can knock you out it can take you to decision highly doubt that will happen and it's a great fight man it's a fan favorite fight you know 90 99.9% of the world wanted to uh see Khabib versus Tony and obviously, I, I know that's the fight we, 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 all, we all wanted to see for the longest time. I mean, we've been so close so many times. And unfortunately, the MMA gods have cursed us. The coronavirus has striked. And we're not getting Katoni versus Khabib at long last. Which is, you know, very devastating and heartbreaking to many fans. And shit like that. But at least we're getting UFC. So we're getting, we're getting some good fights. Um, obviously, like I said, uh, an interesting fight. Winner uh, gets to fight Khabib later on this year. Um, should be an exciting fight, I think. You know, both Tony versus Khabib. I mean, dude. I, I mean, God, for, God, 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 Tony Ferguson's got to win this fight. Or I don't know what the hell's going to happen. I mean, could you imagine a world where Tony Ferguson loses this next fight? And, you know, Khabib, Tony... Seems like, you know, it just, it's like, it's gone almost. Now, I don't know how convinced I would be if that fight turned out to, like, say, like, for example, Tony loses to Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje gets the opportunity to fight Khabib later on this year. And then, like I said, now we really don't, how we don't get that, uh, we don't get that Khabib fight which is a fight that everyone's been wanting to see. And it's all right. I mean, it's not all right. Fucking, it's not all right. It's not fucking all right. But, um, you know, anything can happen in the sport, man. Um, excuse me, I'm drinking some water. Um, I've seen crazier things happen. Um, I've also, you know, Somewhat accepted that this fight's not going to happen. It may not happen. 
But that's okay. And I think I'd be far better off. But then seeing Tony Ferguson lose, on the other hand, would kind of silence and kind of, you know, kind of kill it too. Because I haven't seen him lose so long in so long. And I mean, if you look at the freaking laundry list of top-tier guys that Tony's fought, the, the, the laundry list of top-tier guys that Justin Gaethje's fought. I mean, Justin Gaethje's been a, a multiple-time defending champion in other organizations and, um, and you know, obviously came into the UFC undefeated and virtually has fight of the night, fight of the year. Uh, well, it was a fight of the night, fight of the year candidate, candidate excuse me, and every single one of uh, of his fucking fights. So it's like a, he's a real fucking gamer, man. He comes to fight, comes to kill. He comes to take people's heads off. And that's what he's going to be aiming to do this Saturday night against Tony Ferguson, which will be interesting because, like I said, he's violent. He's chaos. He brings it, you know, devastating leg kicks. I mean, you know, Justin Gaethje kicks those legs of Tony Ferguson, man. You're going to be having some limping problems and stuff when for sure when you're done with that. But, uh, well, well, when you're done fighting him. But, you know, uh, obviously, you know, he has great wrestling as well. Tony comes from a wrestling background as well. So they're both essential wrestlers and um, interesting to see how that will go if the fight does take place on the ground. I mean, I do see a fucking crazy, like, fight of the night kind of fight. And I'm predicting that here, right here, right now, on Kicking It With The King. Um, And, you know, just kind of setting the bar for what my expectations are for... Um, for this fight, I think it, it will be back and forth. I do think people will be hurt in this fight multiple times. I mean, I don't know multiple times, if anything, but I do know, you know, some people will be tagged. You know, Tony Ferguson potentially could get tagged. Um, you know, Justin Gaethje, obviously, you know, he gets hit sometimes and, you know, goes in a you know, killer mode, kill or be killed mode. Tony Ferguson obviously has a will of an absolute lion, and, you know, he doesn't stop for anybody. I mean, he doesn't, obviously, he's been cracked as well a lot of time, a couple times, and, you know, been hurt and been in some bad spots in his career, but um, he's always pushed through and came through. So, I mean, I'm pretty damn sure that both these guys can take each other's best best shots, and, um, you know, it's going to be a fun fight for as long as it lasts, for sure. I think it's going to be amazing. So, um, who do I pick to win? Oh, man. I just put myself on the spot right now for sure. Just saying, uh, thinking about it because, you know, we have to come up with an official winner. Um, I'm a man of the people. I'm a man of, you know, just, you know, obviously I'm okay with the outcomes at the end of the day. Nowadays, I mean, in the sport, it's crazy. I know what happens in the sport is some of the craziest shit that you can ever see happen. And uh, I don't know necessarily, like, you know, what, what, what's going to happen in this, like, well, whatever happens, happens. Um, but as for a winner, let's see, as for a fucking winner, um, fuck, dude, it's hard. Uh, the streak of Tony Ferguson versus the power of Justin Gaethje and everything else that Justin brings. I mean, Justin, uh, who's, who's Tony's last fight? Who did, who did Tony last fight? Why am I having? Why am I drawing a blank? I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to think. I'm supposed to be thinking about. Let me look. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back. Part two. 
coming up. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. Boom, and we're back. All right, um, what were we talking about? All right, I said so. Tony Ferguson's last fight actually was against Donald Cerrone. Jesus Christ, that feels like forever ago, honestly. So, it's kind of a crazy thing. Kind of a seemed like forever ago, but uh, yeah, I mean that's his last. That was his last fight. Um, very interesting, obviously. Like I said. Uh, to see how he approaches this fight with Justin Gaethje. I think it's a very, very tactical fight, a very uh, entertaining fight, fight of the night, fight of the age. And, you know, like I said, all men, all the men, the best man wins. So um, let's go on over to talk about the co-main event. Very exciting, very uh very fun fight um, in the co-main. Uh, Dominic Cruz returning after four plus years gone to take on Henry Cejudo. And my, oh my, how times have definitely changed. I mean, not saying change for Dominic Cruz. I'm saying um, times have changed for the division since Dominic Cruz has been away. A lot of these top contenders have amassed. There's a lot of... Uh, Obviously, very, you know, I mean, elite guys at the top. For I mean, for the longest time, even before the quarantine, they were really kind of just talking about who could potentially be the next one to challenge Henry Cejudo. You know, for the longest time, he was getting, you know, obviously he had his, uh, uh, his shoulder surgery. And, you know, obviously, which belt was he going to be able to, what is it called, uh, you know, defend and, and you know, obviously, be able to to uh, defend it and and shit like that. So uh, you know, it's it's, it's, it's real uh, you know uh, interesting to see and to like you know, obviously, Henry Cejudo is uh, is very very fantastic, and what he's done as of late since uh, Dominic Cruz has been out has been absolutely amazing, man. It's it's, it's absolutely amazing, man. You know. Uh, you know, Henry Cejudo's win over Demetrius Johnson, I mean, the win over TJ Dillashaw, I mean, a hard fought uh, win over Marlon Moraes, which was a very tough fight. It wasn't easy for him either, too. So, I mean, uh, he, I mean, the win over TJ Dillashaw was impressive, man. That's, you can't doubt the man that, that they call Triple C. I mean, it's an interesting fight. You know, the, the movement, the, the, you know, Henry Cejudo uh, is going to have to deal with, the movement of Dominic Cruz and, you know, having to catch him, having to cut him off, having to land some shots, you know, obviously try to at least, you know, get Dominic's respect early. Now, has, have Dom, has Dominic been finished before? Yes, he's been finished in uh, by a guillotine choke in the WEC in the first fight with Uriah Faber. Yes, he has been finished, but he has not um, obviously been knocked out or anything. Obviously, his chin has been tested a couple times. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, obviously, like, nothing, nothing, you know, catastrophic has happened to him in a fight. Um, obviously, the loss to Cody Garbrandt was a, mm, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst performance in the world that I have ever seen. That, that's going to that's going to bring a lot of questions. I'll bring that up in this next point. Um, the loss to Cody Garbrandt, obviously, was, you know, it was one-sided. Obviously, Cruz didn't stop. He kept coming forward. He just couldn't find his timing. Cody was absolutely 
on point that night. Like, I have never seen someone before. You know what I mean? Like, his movement, I mean, him dodging, him, him, the head movement, the footwork. You know, I remember the time he was kind of a little bit, like, kind of ducked under and he started dancing a little bit and, you know, kind of showboating. I mean, where's that Cody Garbrandt? Let's get that motherfucker back inside the octagon. That's world championship level performances right there. I mean, Cody Garbrandt has, is the one, the one man who has, other than Uriah Faber, but, you know, Cruz came back and beat Uriah Faber twice after that, so really no rivalry after that. Um, but, uh, you know, Cody handily beat Dominic Cruz, so, I mean, obviously MMA math isn't, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a rumored, not a rumor thing, it's just not accurate, because anything can happen in this crazy-ass sport, so it's, it's kind of interesting to see, um, you know, Dominic, obviously, you know, since since obviously losing, we haven't seen him in a while. Injuries, but he obviously has been training very hard, and um, I'm very confident in him. Obviously, to you know, obviously, thank God we have we have the fight. The fights are happening, man. So, I mean, can Kennedy catch Dominic? Does Henry have that kind of gas tank? Obviously, Dominic Cruz is no. Marlon Moraes, all respects to all these fighters that Henry has fought. Dominic Cruz has beat two out of the last three people that Henry has recently beat that everyone's called, oh my God, so impressive. But that was back in the day, obviously, when, um, you know, first uh, fight UFC, I think, oh no, it was uh, the fight with Demetrius Johnson, um, Dominic Cruz, uh, what is it? You know, Dominic Cruz, uh, Suplex City, when, when it came to fighting Demetrius Johnson and stuff like that. So, um, obviously, and he had that close fight with TJ Dillashaw. So, I mean, I know he beat him. So, I, I have to backtrack my comments, essentially. Um, I know he beat him, but, uh, yeah, so it was razor thin, though. Like I said, um, Dominic and TJ fight ten times. I don't, I really don't know uh, who will win. 10 times out of 10, I mean, might be pretty even. I mean, that was pretty even last time I watched that one. Um, it's been a while, though, I think, since I since I last uh, watched it, I think. It was, I kind of dabbled with it. I was on YouTube the other day looking at it, and, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it's like, dude, you get a headache from watching those two guys moving around and, you know, just constant movement and stuff like that. I mean, I thought clearly Dominic won that fight with TJ. Um, it's going to be interesting, like I said, to uh, to see how Henry handles this updated version of TJ Dillashaw. Or not, not necessarily the updated version, but, you know, TJ got his style from Dominic Cruz. He implemented it. It's implemented off of Dominic Cruz's style, right? Much more improved, obviously. A TJ much more improved after a while and shit like that, for sure. I mean, then he turned into, like, you know, more of a destructive version of Dominic Cruz, if you will. What I mean, what I mean by that is, you know, like the, um, the finishing, you know, the way... Dominic Cruz, I mean, the way, excuse me, the way that TJ Dillashaw beat Henan Burrell the first time, the second time, I mean, um, you know, the wins that he's had over Joe Soto, I mean, TJ, I mean, that's not really, 
top tier win, but you know, TJ has beaten a lot of the best guys, man, and um, and he's been one of the best bantamweights of all time. And obviously, like I said, he wanted the, that big fight, money fight with uh, uh, Henry Cejudo at uh, flyweight. He wanted me the first two division. He wanted the two, well, not the first two division champion, but you know, he wanted to be the one to shut down the flyweight division. And obviously, we've seen how that happened, um, and then some. So now we go back to Dominic Cruz versus. Um, Damn, girl, you're fucking sexy, baby. So, yeah, so, 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 it's going to be interesting. Like I said, Henry Cejudo's very aggressive, very gritty, obviously, um, will do everything to win. He has a championship-like mindset. Obviously, Triple C for a reason, baby. But, uh, you know, it's a very interesting. It's an interesting puzzle, because you, you get a... You get a guy like Dominic Cruz. I mean, if you listen, not only do you just watch him fight, but you listen to his commentary. You listen to his interviews. You listen to uh, basically everything, every all the insight, everything that that Cruz is uh, has said. And you know, if you listen, you, you listen to and understand his, his his knowledge of the game, so it's absolutely solid. I mean, when he wasn't fighting, obviously, it must have been a very tough time for him physically, emotionally, and you know, being injured and stuff like that. On top of that, doesn't help. But um, you know, obviously, he put his his mind and and his body. I'm not his mind, his body, but his, you know, his analytical cap on and put his his analyst cap to work. So I mean, he's put his 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 best uh, qualities. In front of him too, and um, it's going to be on display. I mean, he's a long-time bantamweight king. I mean, WC champion, a long-time reigning bantamweight champion, and you know he's been plagued by injuries. So it's not like he's lost his step. I mean, obviously we've seen that fight, and you know the last time we've seen Dominic fight, um, there's some fucking tweakers over here. I gotta get the fuck away from here. There's some fucking people walking around and shit. You guys are about to hear some like tweakers on the podcast and shit like that, man. Um, but yeah, like I said, the last time we seen him fight, um, it was like you know, like I said, that was the first time I had seen him lose in a long time. I mean, I don't even necessarily remember when he when he lost. I mean, before that, I mean, obviously the Raya Faber fight and stuff. That's the the only other time he's lost. But I mean, if you look at um, if you look at um. What is it? Like, you know, just obviously, like I said, it's been, um, he's been plagued by injuries and stuff like that. So there's really nothing you can say with that. It's not like he's lost a couple fights or anything, or why is he getting a title shot like that? I mean, I can definitely understand. So if there's like a debate or an argument to be made of why Cruz gets the title shot, and, you know, people, like I said, all respects to Al Jermaine Sterling and, uh, Aljamain Sterling and, you know, Pieter Yan and shit like that. Um, they're very deserving of a title shot. Obviously, it was going to be one of them or somebody else. I really don't know who. I don't really don't know who else would have been um, one to, like, you know, obviously fight for the belt. It was either Marlon Marais or 
um, Aljamain Sterling, but you know, injuries and shit like that, you know, plague, and it keeps uh, keeps you from from competing and fighting. And you know, realistically, if you look at uh, at stacked cards and stacked um, opposition and stuff, you look at this card and it's stacked from top to bottom. So I've said this a lot in the podcast, and I've said this a lot in the past that um, the UFC is a money making business, meaning that the UFC is going to go for not only the best matchups, but go for the matchups that people want to see. This is a three-part thing. So like I said, UFC is not only going for the best matchups, not only not going, uh, go, they're going for the best matchups, they're going for the matchups people want to see. And also, AKA, is also what's going to get the most asses in the seat. Third one is going to be who brings in the revenue, who brings in the money, who brings in that recognition. Oh, Dominic Cruz is fighting? Oh, shit. Really? Oh, fuck. I've been watching Cruz since WEC. People are going to be like that. People are going to talk about that. And then if you go oh, versus like, a, you know, a Pieter Yan who doesn't really speak the best English. You know, his Twitter game is a little bit getting a little bit better. And stuff, but Twitter doesn't sell fights. Um, the actual fights do. I mean, promotion and all that. You know, Pieter Yan, obviously top contender for a reason. Um, uh, has that had that fantastic win over Uriah Faber. I mean, he fucked Uriah Faber up in that fight for damn sure. Um, and uh, obviously, Aljamain Sterling, uh, long overdue, long. Uh, Long overdue and long, you know, obviously long awaited for a title shot as well. I definitely think he deserves it. And so, you know, the winner of Cruz versus um, Sehudo could potentially be the one to fight those guys next. And not, not dismissing them, not saying that they didn't deserve it, not saying that I wouldn't want them in that spot to fight for the belt. But I can see where the UFC goes with this. And like I said, I said this a lot, a lot of times on the show that the UFC wants to go with what's going to get the most viewers and the most money and resonate with numbers, excuse me, and, um, you know, and then some. So you get the gist. And quickly, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, posting, and distributing your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I love to talk, and I'm sure you guys all do too. I mean, Everybody's doing it. What the fuck else is there to do during quarantine other than sitting at home, being bored, watching Netflix, doing podcasts? Everyone's doing them. You should see the amount of Instagram lives you see now. So podcasts are a thing of now, a thing of the future, and there's over a million podcasts in the entire world. I mean, a fucking ton of podcasts. So why don't you join yours? I mean, Anchor, like I said, I've used it for about three years, obviously. Like I said, I always plug it. I always talk about it. I always... Um, you know, the Anchor is every everywhere. My podcast is available everywhere because of Anchor. It distributes it, you know, distributes it to every all the masses. Excuse me, distributes it to every single pro- provider. Depending on your favorite, depending on which ones you're familiar with, depending on which ones you use, the podcast will be available, ladies and gentlemen. Mainly, I've seen main, more people use Apple and Google and Spotify for podcasts and stuff like that. But Anchor, like I said, makes it easy, and you like easy, right? It's, it's, it's quarantine, it's pandemic. We want you guys to stay entertained. We want you guys to stay safe. You guys want, we want you guys to stay six feet. Now I know that it doesn't matter if you're hearing podcasts six feet away or something doesn't apply, but we get to do the podcast everywhere we go. So that's the best part about it. And the best part about it is if you heard me earlier when I said this, I'm not at home. So 
Um, obviously, it's supposed to be quarantining and stuff, quote unquote. But uh, like I said, Anchor makes it possible for you to be able to podcast when you're not behind a desk, when you're not behind or at home. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, you can visit the website directly at www.anchor.fm forward slash start if you want to start your own podcast today or click on over and visit our podcast directly um, on the Anchor website. All the episodes of Kicking with the Canning are available from the very first ones that we streamed on Anchor to the current one, to this one. This one will be available in a couple hours, a few hours probably, most likely, too. So you guys will get to do that. So one more time, anchor.fm forward slash pod. And if you want to follow and or support or contribute to your favorite podcast, you can visit the link directly also at um, anchor.fm forward slash kwt. Wait, 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 backtrack, ladies and gentlemen, backtrack, anchor.fm forward slash kwtkpod, um, I think I said that right, no, anchor.fm forward slash, look at us just butchering this fucking ad, it's not even scripted, it was free-handed, one more time, ladies and gentlemen, anchor.fm forward slash support, to support. I think I said that right. Anchor.fm forward slash KWTK pod slash support. My fucking bad if I butchered that. You guys know where to find the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's also available in the App Store and the Google Play Market as well. So for free, no bullshit necessary. Five stars for a reason. Download the motherfucking app. Now back to the show. All right, Jesus Christ, that was a fucking uh, a butcher. What the fuck are these homeless people doing up here? So we got a couple more minutes left for the first segment of the show. Um, I'm out here right now. I, I've been sitting here kind of standing up, drinking water, being highly observant of everything that's going on here. There's actually like um, right across the street from the college and um, I actually see these um, homeless people. Well, they're not homeless. They have a fucking van and a couple of cars, but they look like they live in their trailer or the big trailer, it's a big-ass trailer, but I know they're in a, a part where they're not necessarily probably supposed to park that. I don't know if they're going to tell them to leave or not, but then there's hella fucking tweakers walking around as fucking homeless people, druggies and weirdos, everyone just looking at the floor trying to um, pick up pick up things or you essentially hope they find a cigarette or some shit like that. So it's kind of a kind of a... A weird part of town. I really don't come to this side of the town. I'm protected. I feel safe. I'm nowhere near threatened. But uh, it's funny, man. It's just kind of. He's like, oh, I just want to get the fuck out of here. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, where were we? We were talking about UFC 249. Let's get right back into it. Um, man, I've been watching Dominic Cruz fight forever, bro. So I mean, seeing him come back. I mean. Him coming, there's no arguments, man. If Cruz comes back, wins the bantamweight belt again, there's no doubt, man, that's going to really solidify him as one of the best, if not the best bantamweight on the planet. And it's it's, it's crazy to say, man, because it's like just such a fucking accomplishment, man, such such a fucking road and such a fucking journey it has been for sure 
And, um, you know, obviously, you know, people are negative, Nancy's, and, you know, they think, what if this, what if that? They think this, that, this, that, this, that. Um, some common questions that I know people have, that I know people are thinking of, and I know that people, are, they're going to cross their mind when and if Cruz wins on Saturday night. Are you ready for them? Three, two, one. I'm going to ask the questions, okay? So, okay, what if Cruz wins and he gets injured and, you know, he holds up the division? Because this division has been held up for a very long time already. Not saying because Henry Cejudo and <clears throat> Henry Cejudo, but, uh, you know, obviously, um, like I said, so. Henry Cejudo um, obviously had the surgery and all that, different shit like that. But some of the common questions is like, you know, Kuz gets injured again. Uh, what, what's going to happen? Are they going to throw up an interim bantamweight title? Is it going to, it's going to be all, it's going to be all fucking messy if something like that happens. But it's not, I'm not saying that's going to happen. That's my dude. Dominic Cruz is shit, man. I wouldn't ever wish a black magic or, or black dark magic on anybody like that. So, I mean, all, all um, the best case scenario, obviously, like I said, he wins solidifies himself as the best bantamweight on the planet, retires. I'm just kidding. <laughs> How crazy would that be? Just a fucking retire. Like, all of his best years have been obviously plagued by injuries. So I definitely do feel that um, his best years still are ahead of him. Make sure I don't have any missed calls. I don't. We're good. You know, I'm waiting for my ride. Like I said, uh, we're getting, I'm getting uh, picked up. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we got uh, we got a lot of good... We got some good uh, shit in here so far, though. That's for sure. Well, we've talked about a lot. Man, I, I, the freaking last uh, the last episode was crazy, man. <laughs> we got real high and real... Uh, what is it? We got real high and real... Uh, you know, like real fucking... Um, What the fuck? What the fuck's the word I'm looking for? Um, we got faded. I don't know if that was the word I was looking for, but that pretty much summarizes it. What I mean, especially when we're sitting here talking about the Avengers and we we're watching that. We had a lot of fun. I mean, we did that. It was pretty cool, man. But uh, I'd say that <laughs> it feels a little bit crazy coming back and talking about the fights for sure, though. I mean, this is. Mainly MMA driven, MMA based podcast. So you got to think, man, without this, like without this fucking part, without, without, I mean, without MMA, what would be the topics? Like, I didn't start the podcast to talk about everything else at that time. Like, it wasn't something that came to my, to my mind. I mean, obviously, like I said, I've gotten better with talking about other shit. And, you know, we, we, we obviously, during the quarantine and all that shit, no fights, none of this shit going on, um, we've actually had, it's actually been a lot easier. And, and it's been fun to, you know, sit and talk about a uh, podcast. I mean, other shit other than related to, pod, uh, other than, like, fights and stuff like that. So, it, I mean, it gets interesting, man, honestly. It gets real interesting. Um... Obviously, after um, 
after the fucking, what is it? Well, after the fights, we're just gonna have a, we're gonna have, we're gonna talk about them, recap them, discuss what's next, and then some. So um, it will be the usual, and <laughs> it will be something super great. So it will be a, <laughs> it will definitely be something I'm looking looking forward to and very excited to. So okay, let me make sure I got some of this shit. Okay, what's this? You guys ever use Zoom? I have a meeting tomorrow um, with a manager about uh, a job opportunity. Because I'm, ladies and gentlemen, being at home during quarantine, motherfuckers are bored as fuck. So I just, you know, kind of exercise my options. See what kind of other things are out there to temporarily supply income. So, like I said, I have to use the Zoom app to fucking uh, talk to the... uh, the Zoom app to, what is it? Not talk to, um, well, yeah, it's, a, it's basically a fucking interview through Zoom. Because, like, you know, some people don't, uh, some people don't use, a, you know, obviously you can't do interviews in, per, 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 in person right now in most places. I, I know there's a couple places that you can and shit like that. But, um, yeah, so I, I have that tomorrow. Um, if you guys not really must know, what the job is for. I mean, it's just like uh, setting uh, old, I guess like setting old people up for their insurance and stuff and retirement and shit like that. You know, it's like a, a almost like, yeah, insurance and stuff like that. Kind of a, a crazy twist, ladies and gentlemen. I was asked on the phone if I like working with old people or if I can talk to old people. My answer was, um, yes, I can. It's actually pretty easy, actually, if you ask me. I mean, I definitely feel like I can, um, like I can, yeah, obviously explain shit, help people see shit, and, you know, like I said, I I feel that, you know, I have the skills to be able to successfully do, do the things that are needed. I mean, obviously, like I said, easier said than done. Mm. It's a completely different avenue, though. Promised, episode 265. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Part 2, as I said, episode 265. We didn't kind of even say an introduction in the very, very beginning of the show earlier. Um, But yeah, like I said, it's exciting. Um, Any other news that's broken since we last spoke that would be of... Interest. Not of interest, but of, like, worthiness to talk about, obviously. That's the part that you always got to find some some shit that uh, is trending and something that's, that's, that's very talkative. Um, well, meaning that, like, just this trending breaking news and stuff. Um, let me see some breaking news here. Mana Nunez to defend her featherweight title versus Felicia Spencer on June 6th. 
Okay. Um. Huh. Funny question. <laughs> something is. I was as I'm scrolling through Instagram trying to find something to. Are trying to find this article. It says, "Would you date a girl with an OnlyFans?" Um, fuck no, hell fucking no, dude. <laughs> hell fucking no. Hell no. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. So fans favor sports returns without spectators. Majority of fans surveyed by ESPN said they favor watching sports on TV without fans rather than waiting for sports to resume only when fans can attend, okay? So I said, fuck yeah, man. I'd rather have no fans in attendance than not to have any sports and shit like that, so... So, yeah. Mm-hmm. What else we got? Mm-hmm. What does Apple News have? No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so let's get back in. Let's talk about UFC 249 again. I want to get back into my um, my thoughts on that one. Like I said, we talked about Dominic Cruz, Henry Cejudo. Um, we talked about um, Justin Gaethje, Donald Cerrone. Uh, although I didn't really like, I didn't like how I talked about Gaethje versus Cerrone. I felt like I kind of stuttered a little bit earlier talking about it, but. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great fight, man. It's really interesting. Like I said, I think I kind of made some good points when I talked about the fact that if Tony loses, man, how is that going to affect the Khabib fight later on and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, I, I think Tony Ferguson can get the job done, honestly. I, I do. I think he has more tools to win. Um, however, like I said, there is no stopping Gaethje. And when you're on the feet with Justin, man, he's hitting you with everything that... Um, Everything but the kitchen sink. I mean, when you're a guy like Tony Ferguson, like I said earlier, has visibly been hurt in his past fights. And, um, you know, has been in some bad bad spots at times. Yeah, but uh, I know Justin Gaethje, he's uh, actually, uh, you know, he's improved over his last few fights. And I mean that in the best way, shape, and form. And what I mean by that personally is, um, you know, like, he'll hurt you. But, you know, he's kind of a lot more calculated. He's a lot more calm, so... He's going to have a better time and a better, um, obviously, better time and better opportunity to finish the fight if he's patient and, you know, you don't go in and run in and get knocked out or submitted or something like that, something crazy like that, you know? So I like the involvement and stuff like that, you know? Um, for the longest time, everybody just, you know, he's um, that guy, like, hit or kill or be killed, 
you know, like kind of a human punching bag, essentially. So he would take a lot of big shots and stuff and, you know, still come forward, still showed that granite chin and stuff. But, um, you know, he didn't, you know, he didn't um, start like that. But, you know, he's a former champion, defending champion. And what can I say? He's in the UFC for a reason. Every single fight he's had has been absolutely bananas. So, I mean, I'm all for Justin Gaethje versus Donald Cerrone. I think, I don't, Donald Cerrone, excuse me, Tony Ferguson. So, that would be good. Um, heavyweight, couple of heavyweight fights. Got uh, Francis Ngannou versus Jarzinho Rosenstrike. That really will kind of pivot um, the winner of that fight. I mean, one step closer to being the next guy to fight for the title. Now, due to coronavirus and stuff like now, it's uncertain when Stipe will be back. I don't know. He's his first responder. He's quarantined, probably. Who knows what Stipe is up to, but, you know, it's probably a much more serious thing for Stipe because he's a first responder, and these heroes are the ones that are being looked at right now. The nurses, the firefighters. Um, I wouldn't say police officers, mainly the nurses, mainly the warehouse workers, like, you know, food people working the grocery outlets and stuff like that, and, like, the supermarket stores and shit like that. Those are the people. I mean, I don't think anybody's looking at uh, cops for for any, um, what is it, any, like, you know, I mean, they're heroes. I, mean, I feel safer with them around, but I think at this present time, COVID, everyone's looking at the people that are fighting it and, you know, have to walk into the danger zone, as in being in the hospital with potential um, symptoms on the rise in the hospital, and you never know what you can get. You know, every single day you go in to the hospital, and you don't know what you're going to do coming out, man. You don't know what you're bringing back to your family. You don't know. It's very, very dangerous. Let me just say, how does that work? Hmm, that's interesting. I just brought up an interesting point. Now, we just went, like, completely off track, but now, now it actually sparked my interest. Sparks my interest. I'm going to ask one of my nursing friends. How does that work? I have a couple of them on um, Snapchat. I'm curious to know how that works. So, like, you know how everyone's quarantined and shit like that? Everybody's families and stuff. You're with your family or what you're not. Um, do you, like, if you're a nurse, do you come home and sleep in, like, the basement or something? Or in the garage or some shit like that? Or how the hell does that work? I don't know, I'll ask, that's a different question for a different time, um, yeah, but back to Stipe, okay, so, is probably quarantined, and it seems, like, he, he did come out recently, the other day, saying that, you know, obviously, what was made focus right now is this, is this coronavirus, this COVID, the quarantine, and all that, and, you know, safety, public safety, and like that, and then, when the time's right, you know, he'll come back and, you know, focus on the bigger, the, the, the smaller things in life, which is fighting, you know, for most, some people, most from fighting, fighting's the biggest thing, but, you know, in this case, fighting can wait, coronavirus can't, because these lives can't wait, so, definitely understand where he's coming from, back to what I was saying about Jarzine, the Rosenstrike, and, uh, let me close this window, I like the, the window open, I know you guys uh, remember me. I said I was sitting on the grass and stuff. That was um, part two. But we weren't able to finish that one within that day. So we just left off um, where we talked from right now. So like I said, I appreciate you guys for joining us again. Um, for those who joined us, um, quickly follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at KWTKPod, as well as following me on Twitter and Instagram at G the King MMA. 
anchor.fm forward slash kwtkpod as well. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, folks. You know that. Subscribe, like, share, rate, and review. Because we're getting back into talking about fights. So the main thing is coming back. We're coming back, folks. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, heavyweight, heavyweight shot. Okay, let's get back to it. Um, Francis Ngannou versus for Jarzinho Rosenstrike. Oh, my goodness. Heavyweight fireworks. I mean, Jarzinho hits very, very hard. It's very calculated. Um, has he fought a guy like Francis Ngannou before? Um, no, but he's fought a guy like Alistair Overeem. And, you know, in the latter seconds, the final minute of that fight, um, well, he did everything he needed to do to win. And, you know, supposedly Alistair's beating him on the feet. Everyone's saying Alistair was winning that fight up until that happened. And, you know, everything like that shows you in heavyweight MMA and in the mixed martial arts in general, people and anything can happen. I mean, anything can happen, literally. That's why I said you don't know what's going to happen, especially with the main event this weekend. You know, you just don't know, so we can't have little, um, you can't have little potential. I mean, we can have scenarios. You can think about the future fights to make or the things everybody wants to see. But in all reality, you got to get past the guy in front of you there on Saturday night. So that goes for Francis Ngannou. That goes for Jarzino Rosenstrike. I mean, Francis Ngannou's fought and beat a lot of real good guys. I mean, Junior Dos Santos, Kane Velasquez, Curtis Blades twice, um, Andre Arlovsky. Derek Lewis didn't beat Derek Lewis. That was actually the weirdest fight in my fucking life my fucking life seeing that um but yeah i mean he's knocked out a lot of former champs world champions i mean obviously like i said he fought steve bay for the belt he had his opportunity early on you know necessarily necessarily didn't go his way um a lot of people including myself thought maybe a couple more fights for him before he had fought steve bay and then he would be right then and there but yeah like i said francis hits like a truck so it's gonna be real real interesting to see how jarzino can handle the power because overall um I would say in the stand-up department, I'd say Jarzinho Rosenstrike has the advantage. In stand-up, you know, Francis has power. You know, he's kind of slowly but surely put it together as the years have gone by. I mean, at the Performance Institute and all that. Um, and, you know, obviously he's slowly starting to get his combinations. His striking is looking devastating. I'm not saying that Francis isn't a devastating striker and he couldn't put Jarzinho away. But, you know, if you look at credential-wise, and you look at the, the experience, the kickboxing experience of Jarzinho, if you followed him before he was in the UFC and stuff like that, you know that he's a credentialed guy and not a guy to be fucked with for sure. Um, fight-wise, how do I feel the fight will be going down? Um, obviously, Francis Ngannou is a, a dangerous stand-up knockout artist. Jarzinho, the same thing as well. Um, Jarzinho didn't really shine too well in the grappling defense department. If you watch the, the grappling transitions and how the fights were on the ground and stuff like that, you know, his, his wrestling isn't a strong suit. His stand-up is a strong suit, similarly to Francis Ngannou. So that's going to be interesting to see and going to be something that everyone can look forward to in that fight. Who lands first? <laughs> Whoever lands first, man. I think that fight's going to be absolute chaos because you think about Francis, man. Francis ends a fight super quick. So it's going to be interesting to see if Jarzinho can, you know, take Francis into the deeper water and kind of give him a more of a challenging fight because, you know, um, 
I mean, it's hard to really see how good Francis is because he's sparking people all the time. That's the thing. So I don't. I mean, obviously he's getting the fight over with so quickly. But you know, if you want to, you know, like when he fought an elite guy like Stipe, we kind of saw him in the deeper rounds, and you know, we kind of similarly could see that in this fight, even though it's a three round fight. But you know, all, all the best, all the best of both of them. I mean, best man win. Excuse me, really quickly. I need to get some fucking water. My mouth is dry as fuck. This weed's made my mouth dry as fuck. I'll be right back. Thomas. As promised, ladies and gentlemen, we got that water. I was wondering where the fuck my bottle was. So much fucking better. I was like, literally, I couldn't find my bottle. I thought, did I drink it all? Or it was just sitting on top of the fridge. It wasn't in the fridge. It was on top of the fridge. Yeah, like I said, interesting fight, man. Fucking excited. Um, we also got Greg Hardy versus Jorgen Di Castro on there, too. Like I said earlier, the return of Fabrizio Verdum. Fabrizio Verdum fight, that one versus Alexi Olenek. That's an interesting fight. I like that fight. I mean, Alexi Olenek is... Um, you know, obviously not the most polished or quick guy. I mean, he's very, he's, he's very good. Don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen. His Ezekiel chokes are fucking insane and tight. Whether or not he gets a Ezekiel choke on Fabrizio over Doom, are you fucking kidding me? That would be unheard of. Interesting fight, man. If you, if you break this fight down on the feet, for Doom, obviously over the years has really turned into a full fledged mixed martial arts. It's very good, um, crazy, cra- crazy kicks, flying knees. I mean, look at the finishes he's had. Look at the fights he's had. Like the wins he's had over Cain Velasquez. I mean, the wins over Travis Brown. I Man, that was a fight I seen like goes forever ago. For Doom and Brown, um, obviously, for Doom, for Doom's fought. Um, Man, why the hell am I drawing a blank? I mean, let's, let's pull up Verdum's Wikipedia, man. But overall, he's fought Junior Dos Santos, too. And then that Cain Velasquez fight was amazing. I mean, he beat Cain Velasquez in Mexico City. So let me look up Fabricio Verdum's Wikipedia. My tablet's not working, so I have to pull out my phone. Okay. Uh, well, it's not wor- It's working. I don't know. It's like off or dead or something like that. Um, let me see. Huh. 
Huh. All right, 42 years old. Vai Cavallo, the former UFC heavyweight champion. He last fought against Alexander Volkov and unfortunately lost that fight. Then he had the um, you know, thing with USADA. So last time he's fought since it was March 17th, 2018. Before that, beat Marcin Tibura. Um, an excellent finish over Walt Harris in uh, first round. And then that fight with Alistair Overeem, the third one, I think, he, uh, he lost that by a majority decision. Very close fight before I beat Brad Travis Brown. The loss to Steve Bay, that's when he lost his belt. So Verdum hasn't really been that active as of late. So it's kind of like, what, what version are we going to see? But then again, we haven't really seen a bad one. I mean, he's lost to the best guys in the world. I mean, he lost to... He's lost to Andre Olavsky. We fought Gabriel Gonzaga, beat Gabriel Gonzaga, beat Brandon Vera, I mean, beat Alistair Overeem the first time they fought by submission, um, beat Gabriel Gonzaga too the first time. Um, and like I said, fought Antonio Silva. Verdun fought Antonio Silva? Wow. That's crazy. I, didn't, I forgot about that. And now obviously, you can't forget the one that most people think is one of the biggest wins of his career, one of the most shocking upsets in the entire world is the one he beat Fedor Emelianenko. That was a crazy one. And then after that, he fought Alistair Overeem for the belt. Didn't work. Came back to the UFC after strike force. Um, then he beat Roy Nelson, Mike Russell, Antonio Nogueira, Travis Brown, Mark Hunt, and Kane Velasquez. But look at look at that resume. I mean, Mike Russell, Roy Nelson, Antonio Nogueira, Travis Brown. Look at all that. I mean, he's fought nothing but absolute killers. So, I mean, he beat the fuck out of Travis Brown both times. Oh, for sure. For damn sure. Um, yeah, Travis Brown has never had a good go. Is he, is he retired? Like, look at his record. What was his record? I mean, his last win. His last win was Matt Mitrion in June, January of 2016. Before that, um, his first loss was Antonio Silva. I remember that when he tore his ACL. And his other loss was Verdun versus Brown. Yeah, that was 2014. Um, that was the main event. Then that went over Brendan Schaub. Uh, one at UFC 181 in December of 2014 as well. So he fought twice, and then obviously lost to Andre Olowski in that crazy UFC 187 card when there was an absolute um, slugfest. Um, then, you know, since then, he, well, he beat Matt Mitrione, you know, the eye pokes and all that shit. Um, that was 2016, and then hasn't fought since 2017 of July, July 2017. So like I said, he's lost to Kane. One, two, three. He's lost four in a row. So, Alexi Olenek was the last one. Submission. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I remember that one. Derek Lewis won, obviously, he got his face pounded into oblivion with that one. So, yeah, like, so I said, so Verdum, yeah. He hasn't really been as active lately. But, you know, it doesn't mean that he's not gonna, you know, obviously, like I said, come back and look better than ever. Like, like I said, I get the stand-up advantage to Verdum, I think, in a way. I mean, Alexi Olenek has a bunch of fights, so I'm pretty sure there's nothing Verdum 
does that he hasn't seen or hasn't prepared for and that but he's just a lot more slower on the feet like and you know Verdum's real you know not wacky but um like he he's more creative on the feet you know the flying knees and the KO over Mark Hunt I mean you see the you know submission game as well. One of the you know kind of the most solid submission guys out there. You, know, you look you you think you think of top jujitsu experts, man, and you you, you got to add Verdum to that list for sure. Oh, it's already nine oh three, so we got a little bit of time left here on this podcast because I do have a meeting to go to right after this podcast. I just thought I'd get a little bit warmed up and stuff, it's actually a Zoom meeting, so, like, I was talking to you guys about earlier, I have a Zoom meeting, so, I'll do that, <sighs> definitely, so, interesting, but, um, can't wait, um, I pick Verdum, I think Verdum can beat, I think beats him by the end with decision, um, quickly, let's go to Justin Gaethje versus Tony Ferguson, I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is, and I'd say Justin, um, excuse me, for uh, Tony Ferguson beats him by Dars. Beats Justin Gaethje by submission. And fights Khabib later. So it's Tony Ferguson by submission, okay? That's a hard, that's a, that's a solid pick. Tony Ferguson by submission. I have to update it on verdict, too. Um... Let me see. So. Okay, okay. And Fabrice Overdue by unanimous decision. Let me, let me just actually update these picks right now since we're online. Since we're here. Since we're live. Yeah, this has only got a little bit of time left. Okay, Ferguson Gaethje. Here we go. Tony Ferguson. Third round submission. I bet hard. I bet 350 experience points. Alright. There we go. We're doing these live too. Dominic Cruz versus Henry Cejudo. Going with Dominic Cruz by unanimous decision. Bet hard on Dominic Cruz. 350 experience points. Okay. Um, Tarzino, Rosenstrike, Francis Ngannou. Ooh. Francis Ngannou by first round knockout. Second round knockout, actually. Just to be safe. You know, Charles is a credential striker. But has he been hit by someone like Francis Ngannou? Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Cater. I'm going to go with Calvin Cater on this one. Jeremy Stevens tends to get into these, you know, big fights like that, but sometimes can't beat some guys that are, you know, some top tier, you know, no, he has beaten a lot of good guys. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying sometimes in certain fights, you know, those young stud or something like that, or someone who's just a little bit more, um, what is it? You know, I don't know. I can't describe it. But, you know, he fights a lot of people, man. So maybe maybe he pulls it off. These guys are, this is going to be a chaotic fight, man. I don't know. I don't know who's going to win that one, actually. So I'm going to go with Calvin Cater just to, do some underdogs picks. Jorgen De Castro versus Greg Hardy. Oh man, Jorgen De Castro is a fucking monster, dude. I'm gonna go with Jorgen De Castro. I mean, Greg Hardy's is a good fighter, man. He's developing and stuff, but 
I think that Jurgen's crash should get this done. Knockout, first round. I don't care. I'm not backing down. All right. Co-main event, Donald Cerrone, Anthony Pettis. Oh, we didn't really talk about that one. It's, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that one really quickly. Um, interesting, interesting, interesting fight. Um, obviously, like I said, they fought previously before. Pettis, you know, had the edge of that one and, you know, obviously stopped him with the, that nasty kick to the body. And, you know, showed you how good Pettis' kicks are, you know, vulnerable, but maybe it's different this time around. And why it's different, maybe it's on a higher weight class. I mean, Donald drained himself to get to 155 pounds back when they first fought there. You know, it's probably, you know, he could, probably could have fought at 170 for quite some time already. But, you know, he has fought at about 72. Pettis is, is kind of newer to the division when it comes to 170, so that's just a fun fight that we're going to get. I mean, Pettis has that win over Wonderboy Thompson, and then obviously lost in Nate Diaz and stuff like that, too. So, um, yeah, so it's an interesting fight. I mean, the rematch. Um, Donald Cerrone just fought in January. Obviously, had that fight with Connor. Um, and, you know, obviously that didn't go that go his way. Um, I mean, obviously, look at stand-up. Credentials. I mean, Cerrone's a, a legitimate fucking threat. He's a, I mean, he's a killer. I mean, he's he's absolutely improved. You know, way like you know he's he's improved like tenfold since since the first time he fought with Anthony Pettis. I mean, he's been main eventing, winning big fights at one hundred seventy pounds. I mean, the wins over Ally Quinta, I mean, Alexander Hernandez, I mean submission wins over Mike Perry. And just, you know, been an absolute fight, man. Big, big barn burn fights. I mean, let's pull up Cerrone's Wikipedia. Look, look at that shit. Let me see. It's Donald Cerrone. Just to see, man. He's fought everybody, man. That's a true Hall of Famer for sure. He's fought everybody. Okay. So. Let's pull it up. His last fight, obviously, was against uh, Connor, obviously. And Justin Gaethje before that obviously lost that one first round, um, and the Tony Ferguson doctor stoppage where he where he was having some success and did have some fun in there and did real good in that fight, but yeah. So okay, here we go. Oof, this is not a. He's fought everybody, dude. Look at all these fucking people that Cowboy Cerrone has fucking fought. Oh my God, Danny Castillo, Jamie Varner, James Krause, Benson Henderson twice. Um, Paul Kelly, Charles Oliveira, Dennis Seaver, Nate Diaz, Jeremy Stevens, Melvin Goulard, Anthony Pettis, Rafael Dos Anjos, Edson Barbosa, B. Edson Barbosa by submission, Adriano Martins, Evan Dunham, list goes on, ladies and gentlemen, Jim Miller, Eddie Alvarez, Miles Drury, John McDessie, Lost to Dos Anjos, and then he obviously, like, he beat Mac Brown, he beat Rick Story, beat Patrick Cote, lost to Masvidal, lost to Robbie Lawler, lost to Darren Till. All three in the same year. And he we came back, beat Yancey Medeiros, then lost to Leon Edwards, then Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, and, you know, Connor. Who, who hasn't so many fought? So, I mean, like I said, it's not like he's not out of this fight or anything. What's so whatsoever? Um, 
But, you know, like I said, he's got so much experience and he fights so often and frequently. So it could prove to be a good thing and or it could prove to be a bad thing. Um, however, Anthony Pettis is coming off of a loss to Carlos Diego Ferreira. Um, as which in his return to lightweight, but this next fight will be at a hundred and seventy pounds, and then before that he fought Nate Diaz in um, August of last year, then the Stephen Thompson fight, and then before that Tony Ferguson lost because his arm, his hand got broke. Then he finished Michael Chiesa at because um, Chiesa missed weight back in UFC two twenty six. Then he has a Dustin Poirier, um, that Dustin Poirier fight. Then before that, then when he came back and beat um, Jim Miller, remember that whole thing when when Pettis, you know, got beaten by Rafael dos Anjos for the first time, and then he lost his uh, next few couple fights. He he had lost that Eddie Alvarez fight, the Edson Barbosa fight. Then came back, submitted Charles Oliveira. Then he came, yeah, at featherweight fought Max Holloway for the interim belt. And we will, he missed weight when he fought Max Holloway for the belt, and then he lost that one. And then, yeah, so like I said, it's it's an easily credential fight. You know, both men have fought the who's who in the divisions in the entire UFC, and you know, obviously Sony being the all time leader. I mean, look at all those fights he's had, dude. He, that was literally fucking like hell of fucking credentialed people, dude. Fantastic, so we can't wait for that one. Let's get back to the bets, then we got to get out of here, folks, because we're getting ready for that meeting. We'll go with Anthony Pettis here. If he stops Cerrone, oh, man, that's going to be bad. Don't let me down, Anthony Showtime Pettis. I'm going to go with Pettis. He's just more vicious and nasty on his feet. I'm not saying Cerrone isn't, but... Alexi Olenek, Fabrizio over Doom. Okay, I'm going for Fabrizio over Doom by unanimous decision. There we go. All right, uh, I think that's it. Um, anything else you got? No, no breaking news, nothing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you guys for joining us here on this show. Like I said, it was a longer show, and we were um, obviously in a different location in the first portion of the show. So, like I said, I appreciate you guys for traveling with us and, and having a... Uh, um, you know, you know, just having this time to join us. Uh, obviously, like I said, I appreciate each and one of you guys. Um, you guys are the shit. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, you can follow us, like I said, on Twitter and Instagram at G the King MMA. Well, follow me on Instagram at G the King MMA, and Instagram, Twitter, and follow our Twitter as well for the podcast to KWTK pod as well as Instagram KWTK pod as well. I uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back sooner rather than later. Expect more podcasts this week, ladies and gentlemen. We might even do one later on too. Let me just have this meeting and everything else. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back sooner rather than later. All right. We're out of this bitch. Bye folks. <laughs>